Hey guys, and welcome to Criminality, the podcast where we still don't have an introduction, but where we know loving reality isn't a crime. Rebecca, nice to see you. How are you? Hi, Melissa. I'm great. Um, happy to see you and happy you made it. I was, you know, concerned there for a little bit today. Let me tell you, we <laughs> did a very um, fun thing. We we are not big adventurous people, but we're like, we could go to the beach overnight. My husband's somebody in his family has a beach condo. That's an easy trip, right? You just stay oh, in their place. Yeah. Leave. So easy. Got up this morning, walked three miles on the beach, felt like, you know, the main character in just an amazing story, right? Yeah. Where it's just me by myself, really. But um, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. So we leave. And as soon as we get off the exit, we live 45 minutes from there. Traffic mm-hmm. is stopped. Oh, no. It took us almost five hours <gasps> to get home. A 45-minute trip turned into five hours. Well, that's really bad. Rebecca, you know what I did right before we got on the exit? I drank an entire Diet Coke. I mean, you beat me to it. I'm thinking I see like a fountain soda of a large size. Did you know your bladder can hold 32 ounces of uh, urine? Because I found that out Um, (laughs) driving. I can't imagine how many of us were just peeing in cups on the way. It just, there was, you had no option. You could not get off on an exit. You were just smushed in many lanes of traffic. mm -hmm, And there's no internet. You can't connect to anything. Stop. There's no, we have no snacks because it's a 45 minute trip. You know, we have like crumbs of chips and uh, the iPad had a couple things downloaded, but it's only at 20%. So basically I ended up, this is how you know it's going well. I've had to get rid of everything in my body. And then I allowed my kids to say a curse word as many times as they wanted to. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I was love like, it. Permission. Who wants to say the D word? They were like, what? <laughs> They're like, oh, this, and it is, was just that. this is worse than we thought, mom. <laughs> I know. So they got to say the D word for almost five hours. So really it wasn't terrible for them. It worked out really well though. Um, and uh, besides that, it was okay. Um, Oh yeah, but it was, gosh. it's one of those really funny, like, oh my gosh, how did this weekend end up being so great? 24 hours. Right. You know, everybody's Easy. Why like, don't we do mood? this more? Yeah. Why don't we always do that? And then as, I, I'm not kidding as soon. And we can't even check the internet to see like what's going on. I'm like texting other people to say, can you look and see what's going on? Cause we can't get right. anything. Right. You're it's like, like a dead there zone. better be a, you know, serious I know you I don't, don't know. want anything Re- serious, well, right? But I, I was kind like, of would for five hours traffic. I'm like, they I better know. be recovering a body and solving a crime. That's what I, whenever <laughs> I got home, I'm like, who died? Yeah. I'm um, like looking through like what, what's, you know, what's been the yeah. holdup? Did Casey Anthony, is she just roaming the streets at this point? What's going on? That, and I don't know what happened. But That would cause all of Florida to shut down. And like, I know. Stop what they're doing. It was oh, too much. Oh my gosh. But anyway, yeah, it was it, it's a fun story now, right? It will be for your later. kids. I guarantee you they will talk yeah. about this day where like mom and dad let us curse on the whole way home which should have been like, 40 this minutes is terrible and i was like <laughs> no it's perfect what what other thing do you have we've got nothing else <laughs> bag now we of can tricks all say it is empty yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's it's really like life sucking those those traffic moments honestly they they like really can dampen such a great getaway and mm-hmm. i mean i'm when you were texting me about it i was kind of like yeah welcome to the tri-state area like that's just our story is just something that should take like two miles takes 25 30 minutes it's just what it is but 45 minutes to five hours that is unique and that is horrific yeah just there's no option it was literally to get to the next exit and oh. you know 
it was just wild. So you're already like, as soon as you get on, you're like, my life's over. This is it. I'm impressed you showed up and you look fresh as a daisy. So oh, thank you. Thanks I'm for rallying. I showed up. Yeah. I, no, I am too, really. Good. Yeah, we're good. We're here. I'm so excited. Oh, me too. I'm like right? edge of my seat. I know what you're doing now. And this is a show I'm actually super interested in learning more about and maybe watching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see what you think. Well, yes, we will. <laughs> is that a good way to sell a show? We'll see what you think. Yeah, I think it's an honest way to sell a show. It is. So the clues last week or two weeks ago were um, Dr. Pepper, right. um, I think Surprise, and Bar. So yes. Surprise is wedding. We're talking married at first sight. Dr. Pepper is a person on the show. We'll get to the bar thing later, but that's kind of where we are. And I did have to tell Rebecca what this was because I needed her to watch a few clips to get the idea of these people. Sometimes you really need to understand them to understand what monsters they are. Yeah. And you also had to tell me because I would never be able to get it on my own. Like you couldn't wait for me to text and be like, I've got it. Like that moment wasn't happening. Wasn't going to do that. It it was never going to get there. It's been a long week for everybody. I thought I'd, you know, I'd I'd phone that one in for you. So we all know at this point in our lives that love is many things, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Some say love, it is a river, Mm -hmm. while others think love is a battlefield. (laughs) And maybe for a few of us, Usher and his feelings on love in clubs captures things more specifically. I did not know he sang that song about making L in a club, but apparently he is the... (laughs) He's a songwriter. So, <laughs> a poet. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, wherever you fall on the spectrum of love, though, Hollywood is ready and willing to ruin it for you. Take, for example, a little show we're going to be talking about this week, a show by the name of Married at First Sight, or MAFS, as you will see it <laughs> called on the internet. And I always, it always takes me a minute to be like, what? Yeah. Is this show that they're doing? click immediately, but okay. Right. Oh, I forgot. I can zoom, change my Zoom background. If you're watching on um, on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, go there. But if you are, I've got a cool background. Oh, my favorite, favorite, favorite. Yeah, this week Rebecca sent me the subtle sexuality from uh, The <laughs> Office, and I remembered it had a wedding scene. So I have my Mindy and my um, Ellie Kemper in the background. Iconic duo. One. Yeah, those two, Ooh. that video. Right. So Rebecca, you said um, that you've you've never really watched Married at First Sight. Have you seen any episodes, any knowledge coming into this? None, except for what I watched that you sent me to prepare my daughter. Once again, this is one of her shows. So I hear her and her friends like chit chat about it. sometimes. Really? Yeah, they're really into it. I love that. My Mm -hmm. mom watches this show. So does my mom and my mom and my mom and my daughter talk about it. Yeah. Oh, whenever they get to certain episodes, I'm like, I'm not talking to mama about anything that happens in this episode. It gets a little too personal. Um, So Married at First Sight is actually in its 13th season in the U.S., but in the last 12 season, there have been 44 matches. Do you want to guess how many couples have stayed together during Decision Day? Out of 44, stay Mm -hmm. together, I'm going to say eight. Oh, okay. So 27 stay together on Decision Day. Okay. To date of those, so that's like they're like, hey, what's going to happen? And it's like the Bachelor finale, right? Mm -hmm. So of those 27, only 13 are together. um, Okay. So I was really pessimistic on either side. By the time this is released, it'll probably be 12 (laughs) or 11. So don't don't be too hard on yourself. Sit tight. So making the divorce rate of the show actually 70%. Woo. 
Yeah, the national average is around 50%, but I'm still getting wedding invitations, so it's not really stopping anybody. It's not going, yeah, not going anywhere. No. <laughs> so I came into the married at first sight world, honestly. I actually thought it was a play off of the old one-hit wonder, who wants to marry a millionaire, right? Same mm-hmm. idea. We'll get into the idea, but, you know, it's a surprise kind of thing. But it's actually not. Married at First Sight actually got its start on Danish TV when it was called Words in Danish No One Expects Me to Attempt back on <laughs> please, September. Please, please, I didn't even put it in there. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get it. September 4th, 2013. And so it was a huge hit, and it's now been sold to several countries, huh. uh, including the UK, Australia, and the US. The first airing of Married at First Sight in the U.S. was on July 8th, 2014. Do you want to take any guesses on what the channel it was that it premiered on in the U.S.? Channel? If you give this, I'll give you a million dollars. Channel. Like network? Network, I mean, sorry. Because yes. it like, okay, just making sure. Okay. Um, premiered on, and you'll give me a million dollars, which means it's super obscure. Um, on... Was there something called Ovation? I don't know. Wow. Um, No, but I'm surprised it wasn't there. Okay. Um, It was on FYI. I don't Mm. even know if that's still around. I don't don't know that I've ever seen anything on FYI. You remember FYI. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually, though, it moves to Lifetime, which is that app that just plays the same freaking repeated ads over and over again and thinks you want to go back 30 minutes when you don't. Um, but it's on Discovery Plus now. So it's oh, a much phew, more that's where I watched it. pleasant experience. Yeah. So the premise of this show is simple enough. It's really these matchmakers, big air quotes on this, they go through hundreds, even thousands of potential candidates looking to match together couples to get married and fall in love and live happily ever, ever after. Easy enough. So yeah, they're just looking at all these different applicants and trying to pair up a few couples to literally get married. Feels important. Yeah. Feels, feels like a decision you should think about, but... Feels like a reality show to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. So when they get matched, so once you've gone through this application process, there's, you know... Uh, psychology exams. There's all kinds of things supposedly that they go through um, on you. And uh, once you find out you've been matched with somebody, you have two weeks to plan your wedding with no help from this new partner and no knowledge of who this person's going to be. You don't have a name. You don't have their occupation. You don't have their favorite color. You've got nothing. Wait, this is a lot of women's dream, actually, (laughs) to (laughs) plan their wedding with no input from the person they're marrying. True. Now, that part I would Mm -hmm. absolutely agree with. Mm -hmm. It's just the not knowing. (laughs) It's the marriage, really, that's the issue. The person on the other end of the aisle that you can't, like the one detail that you just can't quite plan. You know, it's It's little. You can figure it out later. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for the one positive thing I will say about this show is the couples are paired together um, that live in the same area. So Mm. it's not like The Bachelor or some shows. What is There was one crazy show I watched when I had a fever, and I don't even remember (laughs) it. I have to give myself an excuse on that one. It was like dating after – no, not dating after dark. It was an MTV one. But they would be like, I'm from California, and he's from Australia. We're going to be together forever. And I'm like, you idiot. You need a K-1 visa. This is never going to happen. Just bang it out and go on with your lives. This is over. (laughs) So I probably needed sleep before I did this one. So so at least on The Batch, or I'm sorry, on Married at First Sight, they do all this stuff with people in the same town. So you've had 
Philadelphia, you've had Washington, D.C., you've had San Diego. So location isn't really an issue because yeah. they're all and, – and you're going to see people, they're going to know all the same things. Sometimes they have mutual friends. Sometimes they even know each other. Um, a couple of seasons ago, Amelia and Bennett, Amelia wore a bird on her head for her wedding and he wanted to wear something crazy and they were like, don't do that. And then she comes out with a bird and I was like, well, he could have worn whatever the heck he wanted to. N- multiple birds, I think, even. They sound like a match so- made in heaven. They've got to be one of the 12 that are still together. They made it. Yes, See? they did. I they mean, did. You know, put a bird on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love Portly Idea. Thank you for doing that. Go figure. So, um, yeah, so they've been together. But back to Married at First Sight, the couples meet face-to-face at the altar. They don't know their name. They don't know their family. They don't know anything. I just, it's like, oh, it's very stressful. It's very stressful and uncomfortable, I think, to even watch. Go Is ahead. there another show that's really similar that's not called Married at First Sight? Is it Love at First Sight or no? Is it Because now I actually think I've seen more than you've sent me. I've seen, it must be like on in my house. Like I have seen the moment. I think I've stopped and... I've heard you like, oh, she's never, um, you know, seen like they're seeing each other for the first time. So it's like that reaction at a wedding. The reveal. Like yes. Because it's a reveal. OK. OK. So I have seen a little more. I, I still can't believe this, though. It's a little like what was that show with Dr. The guy that was married to Heather, Dr. Why can't I think of their last name? Heather O.C. Oh, the, bo- the, um, uh, the old one. Swan. Swan. The. Wait, who? Ugly Swan? What, we're, I feel like we might be thinking of two different things. Okay, Heather on the OC. What is her last name? Why can't I remember her last name? Wait, Terry I, and Heather Dubrow. Oh, Dubrow. Oh, my gosh. I forgot all about Heather. Something about just hearing Heather. I know. On its I know. Own. I was getting I, really out of context. Yeah, he, he has that show. Is it called Ugly Swan? That's terrible. No, it used it's to like, be. He used to be on another one called The Swan, which was unattractive people. Not my words. There's. Who well, you did say ugly, that- though. You said ugly swan. Well, <laughs> so it kind of was your <laughs> That was before I had a second to think it through. Swan people, they came out and they wanted plastic surgery. I understand. And they had their entire, they were gone for like months. They didn't have mirrors. Do you remember this show? No. And they had full plastic surgery, boobs, face, everything, and would come out and see themselves for the first time. Oh, I was going to say... Is that still active? Um, no, I think we finally realized like, oh, this could give people some body issues. Yeah, this that's this. not good. That's not it good. Did. It so did. So his isn't the current rendition of his show with the Beverly Hills doctor? Botched, I think. But it, botched or sounds something? wrong, but maybe that's just because it sounds like Bosch. Um, yeah, it's I think it's botched. And it's like yeah. they fix previously done surgeries that were not done well, right? Right. I think that's which what it means is. One of his swan people are going to come back Coming on. Back, they to want their get money back. <laughs> full circle. Full circle. Yes, yes. Okay. So I don't know where I was. Oh, I was trying the to reveal. Say that that's the reveal. It was kind yeah. of like that, where it's like you just have no idea what you're about to see. So they walk to the altar. They literally meet each other, which I have to be honest, is one of the most uncomfortable things in the world to watch two people who are getting married say hello and like everyone. Just imagine meeting somebody somewhere for the first time and everyone's watching you simply meet somebody not marry them right meet them it's too I'm much so weird it's too much I don't for anyone this. no yeah nobody needs that 
Yeah, and so it's almost more uncomfortable than when they talk about the SEX scenes later on. I cannot even take that. But they are actually, they go through with the ceremony and they are legally married, Rebecca. If you've ever wondered, is this like a hoax? Is this a seven days and you can return it kind of policy? They are married, legally binding marriages. Um, fun fact, the only country where marriages don't actually take place in for all the ideations or whatever iterations of this show is Australia. Huh. They actually legally are not allowed to get married. So it's basically like a busted version of The Bachelor. It, it doesn't make any sense. That's so Australia, interesting. Australia has one season that is insane. Like people told me to watch it and I could only watch a few, but like the guy was cheating on the girl, maybe with somebody else. It was wild. Um, but definitely watch it. There's no financial incentive, is there? There is technically no financial uh anything so you get your wedding paid for and you get your honeymoon paid for in australia they made 150 dollars a day (laughs) and i did read something that said in the u.s they get something but similar to jury duty it's not going to be worth uh, it's a stipend what you're doing yeah yes thank you um i had that word written down but i've only really read it and i wasn't sure how to say it so i appreciate you (laughs) you know one of those words where you're like Yeah, you're like, I've read that, but I don't think it's not something we say very often. No, and thank you so much for saying it for me. I did learn, though, that they all sign prenups ahead of time. So whatever you come into your marriage with, you leave with. Oh, that's smart. I am glad that's in place. Except you might not leave with your dignity, but you can't do anything (laughs) about that. There's no contract for that. And so before you think this is really just set up for failure, not so fast. According to a recent Brides.com article from 2020, quote, it's estimated over half of the marriages worldwide are arranged and that over 20 million of those unions exist in the world today. A surprising fact, given that we almost never hear about arranged marriages unless we're discussing their famously low divorce rates. Hmm. In the U.S., while the divorce rate hovers around 40 or 50 percent, the divorce rate for arranged marriages is 4 percent. In India, where some estimate that 90% of marriages are arranged, the divorce rate is only 1%. Wow. So you can see how an arranged marriage of sorts, the success is in the numbers, right? Statistically, they do quite well. Whether those are, you know, people that aren't able to leave the situation, don't want to leave the situation, it doesn't take into account of that. But statistically, it's a higher number. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about well, I mean, arranged marriages happen. This is that televised. And for our entertainment. And for our entertainment. (laughs) It does take a whole different thing whenever you're like, oh, and then I get to watch it. So back to Married at First Sight US. On the first season, we have three couples that meet at the altar. Some were pleasantly surprised at how attractive they found their spouse. And then there were Jamie and Doug. And I'm going to send you this clip now because I needed to see your live reaction for this. This is the worst feeling. Obviously, I wasn't like, what a knockout, you know? I just. I'm Doug. Oh, I'm Jamie. Jamie Otis? Yes. Meet Doug Hayner. Hi. <laughs> we are here today because Doug and Jamie have pledged to commit themselves to each other in marriage. Jamie and Doug. There are no obligations on earth more sweet or tender than those you are about to make. Lead with your hearts and take time to do the simple things that nurture your love. Visit the ocean, spend time with each other's siblings, cook meals together. <sighs> Jamie, don't worry, you can just watch. Doug loves to cook. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I couldn't help but look at his family because they were like beaming with huge smiles looking at me. And I just happened to be not attracted to the guy. But a successful marriage doesn't just happen. It takes time. She was freaking out. And it seems like she doesn't know what's going on. And it was a tense moment. Do you, Doug Hainer, take Jamie Otis to be your wife? Do you promise to walk by her side forever and to love, help, and encourage her in all she does? Do you promise to take time to talk with her, to listen to her, and to care for her? And cook. Will you, <laughs> will you share her laughter and her tears as her partner, lover, and best friend? Do you take Jamie Otis as your lawfully wedded wife for now and forevermore? I do. Do you, Jamie Otis, promise to walk by his side forever and to love, help, and encourage him in all that he does? Do you promise to take time to talk with him, to listen to him, and to care for him? Will you share his laughter and his tears as his partner, lover, and best friend? Do you take Doug Hainer as your lawfully wedded husband for now and forevermore? I'm getting married right now to someone I don't know. I'm thinking I just made the worst decision of my life. I am so scared. Oh my gosh. That's Rebecca. <laughs> I don't know who to feel worse for in that situation. She's clearly like, this isn't who I was imagining. Right? Have you seen me? Like, why do you I put know. me? I like, know. She was definitely. She's an 11. Yeah. She was like, this is not a match. And so I feel terrible for him because like, that's visceral. You can pick up on someone who's disappointed in your oh, yeah. physical self. But then he sounds like a freaking serial killer. He's like, I'll cook. It was so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> so then I'm like, run, Jamie, run. I know. I don't know what her name was. Um, no, it's Jamie. It was it's a Jamie. Jamie. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like that. I think this is a, this could really just be really hurtful for people. I don't it like it. It could be. Yeah, I agree with you. She was actually on The Bachelor. Is that surprising to you well, or no? Here, not at all. In fact, what went through my mind that I didn't say because I thought it was rude is, is this like a Bachelor reject? Like, was she just wanting to do this to get married and wanted the guy to be super good looking? But here you go. She was. Yeah. Well, I've got some news for you, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> These two are actually one of the biggest success stories in Stop. Married at First Sight history. Edit, mm -mm. edit, edit. I take it all back, Jamie and no. Doug. I wish you a life of happiness Forever. and blessings. Here's the thing. She's a lot. Everyone knows that if you follow her Instagram. You know the people that have the dots on the top of their Instagram, like videos? Yes, but Melissa, I'm still recovering. No, no, no. I'm still recovering. <laughs> it's so much. That they're together. They I didn't even together. think she was going to say yes at the altar. Two kids. They are literally the success of this entire show. And for good reason. You can see that she grew in attraction to him. She grew in love with him. They are that's actually possible. a pretty good couple. It is. And that's who they, the thing is, that's who they always look for whenever the experts are like, when somebody's like, I'm not really into this person. They're like, yeah. but you remember right. it's happened before, right. which to me is gross because sure, it does happen before, but they're the exception. They are not the rule at all. Like, he was a very, very nice guy, incredibly nice. She had a very traumatic childhood. So it worked for other reasons, basically, other than like 
my thing. <laughs> well, how many my different ways is Melissa going to say S-E-X over the course of this podcast? I'm um, not going to actually say the letters. I'll tell you that much. I know that for sure. <laughs> I just, just one quick thing I want to say yes, about please, Doug please. since I called him a serial killer. Aww. He's not, he's not unattractive. It's his hair only. Like it's a hundred percent his he's hair. He's got a nice face with kind eyes. I just want to say that. He's one of the, some people don't look good in tuxes. I don't think like he's just not a tux person. And I think in everyday clothes that helps. Like I think an, he's one of those guys that's going to be like Matt Lauer, like instantly looks better bald, like shave the oh, hair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Bad for example, because sure. Matt Lauer's trash, but. Yeah, well, <laughs> we know it's okay. His, you know his what I mean? hair was too. Yeah. So, exactly. um, so anyway, they are like, she actually hosts all like the after shows. Okay. She's a wow. lot. But um, but they're the big like winners wow. in this whole I'm, thing, right? Wow, that's really interesting. I know. Yeah, I, I I'm so excited that got you. I thought you would absolutely um not catch on to that. So the show though is like all about this, right? This this matchmaking and taking the things that you want or even that you need and matching you with somebody that's compatible to you, right? So. We've got experts throughout the years. One of the experts is Dr. Pepper Schwartz, who is the size of a Dr. Pepper can. She's just this tiny lady, a sexologist, mm. and um, she's basically the OG on the show, Dr. Pepper Schwartz. Why doesn't she have people call her Dr. Schwartz? I don't know, but she but, goes by no, Dr. Pepper. No, I would Pepper. go by Dr. Pepper, too, and I hope she has a book. <laughs> oh, I think she has several books. Yeah, um, she please should. Don't. Don't, she should no. She needs a whole brand. I'm just into her. <laughs> please don't. Please don't read her books. Okay. Another one we have is Dr. Cal. Dr. Cal is, um, or actually Pastor Cal rather. He's the marriage coach yeah. and relationship expert. You've seen him. I saw him on the clips you sent. Okay. Yeah. I I like him for the most part. Sometimes yeah. I feel like he's way off, but sometimes he will give it to the person he's talking to when they okay. need it. Yeah. Um. There's been others, including Dr. Jessica, who actually ended up she's engaged now she ended up being engaged to one of the guys who was <gasps> married on this show on this season that she worked on that's that's a scandal that's a scandal it it ended up not being a scandal they literally had her film like married at first sight honeymoon people or something i know that's not the name of the show but it was like couples rejects on another thing after this happened and then she was off after that but they're engaged and have like a relationship brand now okay so once again retracted and redacted i say mazel tov to them i guess it happened kosher and like off the show like it didn't happen like yeah, she yeah, like didn't happen steal him you know in no play. but she never seemed to like his wife so mm. uh so maybe know. she didn't do her best work with that <laughs> maybe allegedly allegedly <laughs> yeah and then the new one that we have really the last couple seasons is dr viviana and she is fine okay. there's just nothing really going on there i mean there's a lot going on she's a very smart lady but yeah, she yeah. just yeah. she doesn't irk me and i don't love her it, it's just she is what she is i don't love those doctors using their first names they should use their last only dr pepper should get to be oh, called. You're a Dr. Pepper <laughs> apologist. I had no idea. I never met her, and yet here I stand. You would stand this kind of can woman. Okay, so there's been a lot of toxic couples on this show. So many toxic couples on this show, as you can imagine. I can. And we're going to discuss one in particular. Okay. But before we do, Rebecca, I want to give you a, a small list of names that have been on the show that while you might not know them, your daughter will have a visceral reaction when she hears these names. Okay. Her heart rate, 
through the roof. Okay. This is the cardio that everyone who's watched the show, <laughs> you know, you can skip it today. First one, Luke and Kate. Luke was a gaslighter like you wouldn't believe. Oh, man, they are scary. Match in Philadelphia. And here's things he says to her off camera. One thing he said is, after kissing you, I felt dead. That's something you want to hear from your new husband. Another one was uh, that he was repulsed after having sex with her. Oh repulsed. my gosh. Isn't that awful? It's beyond. It's beyond. You, he, you can remove yourself from a relationship and never have to say that. Right? It, like, it doesn't make any sense. And they felt bad for her because she really was trying in this relationship and he was saying these things and she didn't say them for a long time, like trying to defend him and hoping this would work out. And they were basically at the end like, please end this. Like, you need to end this. He's a, this is not good. Oh my gosh. She later said that she only stayed because she thought she would be fined $100,000 for leaving, but there's never been any one that backs that up. I'm sure there's some kind of penalty, but I don't think they're going to charge you $100,000 to stay in a toxic relationship. I wonder I just, where she got that idea. That's awful. I don't know. Dr. Viviana, she's one that said that it was not a true claim, but who knows? She, I mean, it's a lot to put yourself through this process and yeah, then for it to yeah. not work out. So next one, Matt and Amber. Amber's this middle school teacher who falls hard for Matt, who's this basketball player. He plays mostly overseas. He's like, yeah, if the book he's not that into you was a person, it would be him. Yeah. Also, Matt and Amber, isn't that the um, other show couple, Barnett, but his name's Matthew? His name's Matt. Yeah, and Teen Mom, there was an Amber and Matt. Oh, Man, those are interesting. Toxic yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, oil and water or something. I'm not sure. And vinegar. <laughs> well, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> That's uh, just the salad next, <laughs> he was just awful and would like abandon her all the time. And I oh. want to say her mom left when she was little, so it was like the worst. Oh, it, but you just think like, how did they put these two people together? This was never going to be a good uh, match. I'll give you one last one, Chris and Paige. Chris, I guarantee your daughters talked about him. Chris and Paige, he is the biggest slime that's ever been on this show. He comes on the show six months after he's been engaged, which, first of all, why are they having somebody who wants to get married six months after they end their engagement? I'm starting to think these producers maybe want, like, you know, good TV, not necessarily good marriages. Oh, no. This one is... Ugh. So anyway, he tells Paige, once again, we're dealing with this, that he's not attracted to her. But then he sleeps with her to see if that will help things along. Yeah. Yeah, he's the worst. So then they're both very religious. And so Paige is like, I can't leave this marriage. I'm going to stay in this marriage because, you know, I, I made this commitment. Mm -hmm. So I have to. And you get those people a lot where you're like, please, it's okay. Like, you didn't know you were going to be matched with this monster. Right. So anyway, they're on their honeymoon. And he has to tell her that his ex-girlfriend is pregnant. So now she's married to him. Stop. He's having a baby. And by the way, he's going to buy his new baby mama, ex-fiance, a Mercedes because he wants the mother of his child to ride around in something nice. But he's not attracted to her. But he hopes he will be. This poor woman. This poor woman. Both of them. Honestly. I know. Well, but they've had these kind of people on the show where you're just so upset and you're wondering, you know, how did these pairings happen and how did people get through this process? He should have never gotten through the process. He was very clearly the worst. Just when you met him, you were like, I don't like that guy. Bad feeling. But they, yeah, absolutely. 
But they want they want drama and like good TV, which is bad, you know, real life relational situations True. for these people. Don't you think? I mean, there's people whose segments I skipped because honestly, they were too boring. They just got along too well. I don't <laughs> want to watch that. I'm not exactly. wasting my time on that. Exactly. Oh so, <laughs> Rebecca, I'm sure you're exhausted by all these people, but the story I want to talk to you about today is one of these couples who I consider to be just a toxic one that ended in divorce, okay. but not before obtaining restraining orders against one another. That's what I'm here for, Melissa. Oh, young love. <laughs> but how did we get here? Oh, grasshopper, let me tell you. Spring is bursting with fresh energy. The air, our aspirations, and even our homes get a refreshing makeover. And what better time to revamp your home security with Simply Safe? It's our top choice and for good reason. Praised as the best home security system for 2024 by US News and World Report and recognized by Newsweek for its exceptional customer service, Simply Safe has you covered. From break-ins to fires and floods, its comprehensive sensors keep your entire home safeguarded. I also love that with the cameras I have in my house, I can be gone, not be able to get a hold of a kid, and simply go onto one of the cameras and look around the room and see my kid is there and safe, but just ignoring me, as you know, kids will do sometimes. And with a range of indoor and outdoor cameras, you can keep a vigilant eye on your property around the clock. For less than a dollar a day, you can enjoy 24-7 professional monitoring, ensuring prompt emergency responses for whenever you need it. Plus, Simply Safe's monitoring agents can intervene in real time, deterring intruders with the power of voice through wireless indoor cameras. But the best part is there's no long-term commitment and you have a generous 60-day money-back guarantee. So why not give Simply Safe a try? If it doesn't exceed your expectations, simply return it for a full refund. Simply Safe has given us and our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Factor is back as a sponsor of Criminality and I couldn't be happier. Here is one of my favorite things about Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. They're perfect year-round in all seasons. I loved having Factor meals in the winter when it was so cold and so miserable to go out. And I was happier to stay inside and heat up my factor meal and get a warm meal. But now that it's spring and warming up outside, I'm revving up my fitness routine. So I don't want to do takeout as much. I certainly don't want to cook or grocery shop. And I'm more conscious about what I'm eating. Another perfect season and reason to get factor meals delivered. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of over 35 options including popular options like the one I get, which is calorie smart, but you can also do keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, it's not just meals. They have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverages, all kinds of things to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash criminality50 and use code criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code criminality50 at factormeals.com slash criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Season 10 takes place around Washington, D.C. It's beautiful. We've talked about this area. I went there twice because of a rural electric company (laughs) and Julia Roberts. 
And this is the story of Taylor Dunklin and Brandon Reed. So we meet these two very excited, very happy, delusional. They have no idea what's in store for them. Brandon is 33 years old and he's in beer sales. Hmm. He describes himself as being a very social person, which never quite, never quite got that. that. Yeah. Mm -mm. He tells his family he's going to be on the show. You always see those kind of introductions where they go back to tell their family, by the way, I'm picked and I'm getting married in two weeks. His grandmother, not down with this. And one weird thing that Married at First Sight does is they give you a nickname like um, Mr. Right, Mr. Not Right Now. Mrs. I noticed that. It's yeah, gross. I noticed that. So his is never, his is Mr. Never Plus One. I yeah, mean, who cares? Don't even who cares. Yeah, I don't care that you don't have anybody. It's like stop trying to make that a thing. Yeah, everything, everything. They get yeah. really weird with them. Yeah. So then we meet Taylor. She is beautiful. They call her Miss Beauty and Brains, which she is okay. Yes, yeah. agree. Very pretty. Seems very uh, smart and like uh, articulate. Yeah, she. I really, I like her. There's some things she did that I was like, come on, girl. But oh, okay. overall, I thought she was, um, she was a solid person. She is a research scientist at John Hopkins University. Excuse me. I know. She also hosts events for a bourbon company and drives for Uber and Lyft. She's... Wow. Busy. All about the money. I mean, no, she's not really all about the money, but she's making money. She likes to travel. really hard. Yeah. She is. She's by herself. She could do what she wants. Yeah. So they, you know, like I said, they were telling their families they're getting married in less than two weeks. And Brandon's, you know, talking to the camera saying how important family is to him. He wants a family. His dad was never a part of his life. And on the day of the wedding, sometimes these couples do this and sometimes it's sweet and sometimes it's, I wonder if it's a production thing. He writes a card to his new wife, which would be very nice. You're not supposed to see your spouse on the day of, and if you've never met them, definitely not supposed to. But really, the groomsmen write the whole thing. So if you watch this scene, he's just kind of like, yeah, what should I write? And they're like telling him, and he's just writing it down. It doesn't seem like any of it's coming from him. It's all very um, manufactured and literally out of somebody else's voice. Mm Mm-hmm. So he talks about having a lot of anxiety and says that he gets panic attacks. That's um, a very big theme throughout throughout this, unfortunately. The wedding's set to start. They're both super happy when they get to see each other. She even turns to everyone in the audience and says, he looks good, which for an ego, you know, that's... <laughs> and I wanted to be like, no, you look good, Taylor. You yeah. look good. Yeah, he but I'm sure she was just relieved there. that... It- you know, she didn't that she dug yeah, it. She didn't. Up. Yeah, that she didn't have that reaction. <laughs> I mean, this couple was they were they're a good looking couple. They really are. They are. Or um, were. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, although I think I already said they got divorced. So buried the lead there at the beginning. Oh, yeah. So you it. don't. It's OK. You don't want these two to make it. OK. So <laughs> one interesting thing, though, that they do at these Married at First Sight weddings is, number one, they introduce themselves at the altar. And number two, the person that's actually doing this service reads a little to the person at the altar. So they say, like, my family member wants you to know or their family member wants you to know this, this, and this. So it gives you a little bit about their personality, right? Both parties have that? Both parties, okay. yeah. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's it, it's helpful, I think. Yeah, sure. You do learn Context. a lot because it's like... Yeah, their family members, normally pretty honest. So when they talk about Brandon, they say, you know, Brandon's family wants you to know that Brandon's very blunt and he doesn't filter his words, which is always a little, um, like, too honest. Like, I want to know, 
they like to laugh at movies. They like to dance in the rain. They yeah, like to a fun pick fact. up dogs. This sounds like a warning. <laughs> this is a warning. And then the next one is he is not a perfect person. Ooh. And he's like, I'm not perfect. I'm really not. And well, even his mom, they cut to his mom nodding in the audience. Oh, shoot. Because you know there's some moms in denials about their son who are like, my son, he is perfect. So if your mom is saying that at your wedding day, girl, run. Then this is a really weird thing. He takes out his vows. So sometimes they'll read the traditional vows and sometimes they'll write their own vows. Okay. I don't understand writing them in this situation. It seems even more. Not a lot to draw from. Right. Well, he apparently thought you could. He said, from the moment I first saw you, I knew I wanted to be with you. And that was just a few minutes ago. So you're telling me you wrote that and read that? What? Or did he? Yeah. So you either. Yeah, it's just it's, I hate it. It's like, what if he wrote it? He's like, I'm only going to read this if it's true. <laughs> like, I'll right. take it out. I mean, which I guess would be really honest. But like either way, that's just a terrible vow for the situation. It's like read for the room, situation. the context of this marriage and wedding. Like it doesn't work. No, not at all. And so the wedding's over. They talk for a little bit before they like go to their wedding party. He is a little awkward. She says he's a little awkward. It's a lot of, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. That's all it is. It's, okay. It would make me crazy. But they seem like a decent enough match. They have enough in common. She's in whatever bourbon sales. He's in beer sales. There's right. like some commonality there, family stuff, different things like that. So then we get to the awkward part of them going to the hotel together and the couples say they talk all night and then the next day they're going to Panama, the country of Panama. And I say that because I'm from a place with Panama City and that's what we would call it. Noted. <laughs> so in the early seasons when they went on these honeymoons, one would go to uh, Virginia, one would go to Mexico, one would go wherever. But the later seasons, the couples all go together. So hmm. all six couples this season all go to Panama. Interesting. They yeah, they fly together, they hang out together, and even when they come back, they all live in the same apartment building. So years before, it'd be like, you can move in this person's house, or they can move in your house, or um, they would make those decisions, or yeah. finding a neutral place, but now they just always move into this apartment building, which Okay, I kind of like works. the new place together jointly is probably takes away some, like, issues. Yeah. Um, also, what if... What if you're vacationing with the other couples and you're like, I wish I got put in that? I think that all the time. There's right? been some couples that I'm like, if Henry would have just gotten matched with Olivia, yeah, he would not be dealing with this crap I with Christina. I think that'd be very tricky for me. I'd be looking around like, did I get the best situation? Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. No, 100%. And uh, there are some lookers in this season, too. Mm. So, yeah. So, obviously, this is done for more drama, right? They're all traveling together. It's, yeah. So, they get all these other conversations. They say it's because they only know, you know, these are the people that know the situation they're in. Okay, yeah. sure. I mean, it is like a shared, you know, it's like a commonality that not anyone else has. So I'm sure there's some comfort in it in a weird way. Like processing oh, yeah. that with everybody must be kind of like fun and maybe a little more relaxed because it's a group and less pressure. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm just a terrible person that's like <laughs> ratings. I know it's for well, ratings. For sure. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. So Taylor and Brandon seem to be doing okay the first couple days. But then we get to day three and it's nighttime. And you know, if you haven't seen them on the day three festivities, like going and doing things, and we're only seeing them at night, something's gone wrong. Okay. 
So apparently they have this dinner and they're saying, um, he's like, well, you know why I'm upset. And she's like, well, I don't really get it. You know, you woke up and you were snoring and I videotaped you. And I just thought it was funny that you were snoring. Well, he says, that isn't what happened, Taylor. I didn't know what you were doing. I got scared. I got anxious. I started breathing heavy. I was having a panic attack. And she was saying like, Mm, you didn't seem you didn't seem like panicked you seemed mad like he was embarrassed is what she took it as yeah you know the truth is probably somewhere in the middle between mm-hmm. these two and mm-hmm. that's how I feel with everything that they go through that you feel like there's definitely truths in each of it but we're not getting the straight story from either one of them I don't think so at this point they're you know kind of on thin ice he says one thing that absolutely would make me crazy if my spouse, partner said to me I apologized a thousand times get over it oh fighting words those are fighting words because now I need an apology for that because don't ever do that that's crazy yeah not loving the him no not loving the him at all Mm -mm, (laughs) I want that on a shirt not loving the him (laughs) (laughs) all of the hymns (laughs) not loving the him okay and and so basically this sets the tone for the rest of their marriage but we're still on the honeymoon, so buckle up. So day four or five, Taylor's like taking pictures of her food. The food looks cute. And she's like, do you like doing that? And he says, um, well, you know, sometimes I do. But like you have a big social media following. And I normally don't mess with females that have a lot of social media friends. And she's like, well, I don't think it's that big. I have 13,000 followers, which is big Taylor, by the way. Yeah, that's a nice, that's a that's a healthy following. It's a healthy following. And she's just saying, like, it's how I connect with people. And she's just very much, she she really enjoys social media. She has no problem telling you that. She loves it. She doesn't have to, like, answer about that either. I mean, Absolutely I watched this clip not. that you sent me. Yeah, I thought yeah, it yeah. was, like, a very generous response, frankly, to his, like, issue. And he was trying to make her feel bad. That was yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, he was trying he was. to make her feel like a crappy person because she is popular on Instagram and nobody cares to see what he's doing over there. Right. Again, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. Just He just grates on my last nerve. Yeah, so anyway, Instagram probably does suck. Yeah. So there. Yeah. <laughs> so day seven, we're still in Panama. And this scene starts with Brandon asking the producer when the food's going to be there. And as we know as reality TV show watchers – Anytime that fourth wall is broken, mm-hmm. it's going to be mm-hmm. good. So Brandon is just being so rude, so condescending. Did I send you this clip where yep. he's just, oh yeah, I mean, like a just diva, absolutely like a diva, but like an angry diva, right? Like very angry. Like these yeah. people are working with you; they're having to follow you, and he just doesn't want he's saying I just want a minute I want a minute I want to do this I want to go to the bar and they're like well if you go down there we have to follow you like right that's our job yeah this is what you signed up for this is what you signed up for and I feel like he never really connected with that like if you are as anxious as he says he is I'm not saying that he's not this might not be the way to go to have something taped of your life this personal where you're gonna have to talk and be on TV it's and a terrible all idea. Things. It's a terrible idea for the Horrific. like sanest of us to to go under oh, those yeah. circumstances. But also, the experts should have known that too that he's going to be a high, like high anxiety in this. If they knew that he had panic attacks and knew that part of his like story, yeah, I think it was pretty irresponsible of them to to choose him. And so he's 
at some point he's trying to go downstairs and he literally stands in the elevator. You saw this and he's pushing the door open, right? With the um, production and just not letting them go. And he has that angry smile on his face. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? I sure do. It's a very scary tactic. It is. It's not a good look. So Taylor's in the room though and she's talking to them very calmly um, and saying, he's been doing this. This is, you know, he throws his ring, says he doesn't want to be married. After she says like, if you're acting like this, this isn't the kind of person I want to be married to. Which is fair, I think. Very fair in this situation. But I can see where somebody would be upset since they're already married. But come on, bud. Just stop. I I just not a fan. So he's gone. She has to pack up their whole room, the passport, the rings. So that is infuriating. And they're all going to be going to the airport together, right? So they're, she's packing all their stuff. Now she has to be around all these people. So you've already got that stressor where you're like, I don't like this guy. I'm trying to make it work. You guys don't even like this guy because right. he's pretty much a jerk. Yeah, no one likes this guy. No, and so he's yelling and screaming, F you, Taylor. Everybody else is like on the bus with their like husband, <laughs> wife hats and, you know, their little booty shorts with groom on them and stuff. Just nonsense. And these two, he is screaming and yelling at her, at production. It's so gross yeah he's got no fans at this point no, no. one's like back gonna back him up no well michael does on that season but michael is also the worst and he is a habitual liar and i'm not saying that they say that he lies all the time on there oh wow okay so when they get back the experts actually finally get involved a little and taylor talks to dr um or pastor cal and yes. says what we've been seeing and brandon's sitting with him and he's like you know it's just really hard for me this is a new level of vulnerability Okay, he's a reserved guy. He's not trying to be a jerk. He wants to be himself. But you know what, Rebecca? If you're not team Brandon, you got to go. Wait, Brandon said that? Yeah. If you're not uh, team Brandon, oh. you got to go. Okay. I know. Didn't get any better. Did, do you like him now? Uh, no, there's no changing. And I would be like, you're right, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. So Dr. Cal is basically, or Pastor Cal, I wrote Dr. Cal in all my notes, is saying like, hey, it's not a team Brandon thing. This is, you're on a team. It's an equal partnership. And so he apologizes to Taylor again, but you can tell she's like not super into this. So No. No. At this point, though, they move in together. So they're still trying the experiment. They call it the experiment all the time. Um, Some couples never even move in together. Mindy and Zach. I'm not surprised. She was the worst. Um, Or he was the worst, rather. Um, So in what ends up being a weird turn, we see Brandon leave his keys, take his stuff, and walk out of the apartment. And so Dr. Viviana calls Taylor and is like, I just saw an Instagram story, and what are you thinking? She posts this Instagram story that's like, why is it so hard to find a man that's six foot three, has a job, and it has the eggplant emoji on there? I'm not entirely sure what that one means, but... Oh, you're not? It's... It's vegetarian, and he's yeah, a vegetarian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Probably. Like parm? I don't know. Um, eggplant parm? So anyway, uh, so she's like, this is so disrespectful that you're posting this when you're married. That's like a single person. And I think that social media is really like Taylor's outlet, and I right, think that was right. her way of kind of getting out. What I secretly think is that the producers were pissed that she's on this show. Yeah. Members in her circle know that she's gotten married, and she's putting it out there that they're having problems. Yeah. You mean, 
in terms of like the production value yeah. of the show and like the timing. Yeah, and so yeah. like there's a spoiler right there, right? They're right, not right. together if she's sure, doing this sure. kind of stuff. So they just lay into her though. The experts are saying, you know, that it was very passive aggressive and it was. It, it was it's you immature. Know, she, yeah. It's super immature. Yeah. But she's also 27 and um as a 38-year-old, I feel confident <laughs> saying it with like a nod like young girl. Um no, but you know what I mean? She's she's he's 33. It, it's a little bit different. They are, yeah. there is an age difference there. Um, shouldn't have done it, but he's been a monster. So I don't really feel that bad. Oh, she was pushed to her breaking point. It sounds like. Absolutely. So we're at day 24 and the couple sit down to doctor with Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper goes off about this Instagram story again. He talks about how disrespected he was. He, you know, then like, he's just like, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. And he tells them production. He's like, get my mic off, get my mic off. Never a please out of this man. Yeah. Right. A please. And so, you know, whenever people say, like, how you treat a waiter is how you, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody treats other people, this guy would not tip, would somehow deduct (gasps) money from his thing, you know, terrible. Yeah. I mean. Horrifying. I mean, I really wouldn't want to be anywhere with him. No, truly nowhere. Um, So anyway, he, the last real big thing that happens before the end of the show is they go on this couple's trip. Of course, they're not a couple anymore, but all the couples are going and they're contractually obligated to do a certain <laughs> number of things or maybe they get paid for certain things. I don't know. Right. They both go. He says, I've got to be back in D.C. by a certain time to production. Production apparently is like isn't able to make it happen. Mm-hmm. There's no real proof that they didn't make it happen, but he definitely acted like they didn't. He locks himself in the SUV. It's like, I'm not leaving. You guys need to get me out of here. Same aggressive behavior we see the whole time. Yeah. Monster, Rebecca. Just monster. So then we see him walking down the road with his backpack. I guess walking back to Washington, D.C. doesn't really... I don't know if Uber... Oh, you know what? Taylor could have given him a ride if he was a little nicer to her. Exactly. That backfired (laughs) in one connection. Yeah. So now we're at decision day. And Rebecca, do you know what decision day is? Well, I'm guessing guess, based on this, just the name. You know, not good at these clues games, but my my gut tells me it's the day they decide if they're going to move forward together in their marriage or divorce. Yeah, decision day. That's all it is. So they're just making their decision. So they end up showing clips from the show. Well, Brandon's not looking like he's in a good light and he's yelling at production and, you know, basically just Brandon being Brandon. And so they note when the couples actually weren't together. Brandon and Taylor continue to see each other, just not on camera, which was kind of interesting. You'd see these like uh, night shots of them. And she was saying he would be really kind and stuff, but the cameras huh. made things worse, which I thought was kind of interesting that she that was is so interesting. into him. So they're sitting down with these experts. Brandon's mad about this whole couple's trip. He said, you know, I, the only reason I came today is because I said production had to apologize to me and I'm here. So they apologized to me like a Big fat baby. It just. It, this is the meeting on the couch, right? With the three professionals. Is, oh, you saw this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't remember. Yeah. He really was. He, oh, and he came late. It was that fake angry smile. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's scarier than like actual like yelling anger. I think it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. And so he ends up getting up in the middle of it and saying, I'm, what, what did he say? He's like, I have, I'm, I'm sorry. I hold that thought. I have to go to the bathroom, which. Yeah. 
Sir, grab a 32-ounce cup and do what you have to do. Ask Melissa about holding it until something needs to be done. Like, come on, dude. You could wait. 20 minutes. If if I can get a McDonald's coffee, you can get one. You can finish this interview. <laughs> exactly. So so anyway, he comes back after going to the bathroom and just it was everybody's angry at this point. And she very nicely says, you know, I want a divorce. Like that's her decision. Yeah. And he's like, I'm over it. I'm all over all this. Leaves, flees, good riddance. Yeah. So the next time we see them, they are at the reunion. Well, Taylor's at the reunion. Brandon is not there because legally they could not be in the same room together. Would you like to know why, Rebecca? I sure would. Who did what? Who did what indeed? So and that's a – I say that all the time. I'm like, da, 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 da. <laughs> I have the same beat to everything I say. <laughs> so according to this filing that Brandon made um, that they read on the show, it said, quote, she showed up to my local restaurant with another man, pushed me, and then called the cops to state that I had assaulted her. We both ended up going to jail that night since there was no evidence to support either of our claims that either one of us was the aggressor. I have photos (gasps) to support her aggressive behavior that night, end quote. What? Were there no witnesses? I need to know what really happened. It's a bar. There was a million witnesses. So Taylor's at the reunion, and she's saying, I go to this restaurant. Yes, Brandon used to work there. He worked there a while ago. He said he hated it. I'm there with a neighbor friend. Mm-hmm. Um, the neighbor and I are next door, and the neighbor says, hey, what else is around here? And she said, next door at this bar, there's this rooftop. It's really pretty. Do you want to go there? He agrees. So they go next door to this place Brandon used to work at. And she said she wanted to get some water. They were leaving, um, and she ended up getting water there because, according to her, they have free water. And so um, she, (laughs) real quote, she goes to get water, gets a napkin, her water spills, and then that's when she turns and sees Brandon speaking to her guy friend. So she tells her friend, you know, we've got to leave. We've got to leave. This isn't good. Brandon starts following her. This is all according to her. She goes to the stairs. He pulls out the camera and is like, I got you, B. I got you, B. And she's, you know, not Beyonce, the other word. Mm -hmm. And saying, you know... (laughs) She was like, I was going to try to stop him. I wanted to stop him. You know, stop. You have to leave me alone. And that's when police are called. And she said, well, I really wanted to talk to police anyway because I wanted to talk to them about getting a protective order. There's no proof they were talking before any of this. Hmm. It was was over. So because they couldn't decide who the aggressor was in this, and listen, I wrote Rebecca this week, could not find this protective order, went on all the websites everywhere everywhere. You can't find it. I could find their annulment, but I couldn't find their... Um, so weird. Find I their, if it's a uh, D.C. Report. thing. I don't know. I know. I went to different counties. I went to... I know. But I could find their annulment. And right. that's right. That's their marriage was annulled, though. Only on this uh, this season did anybody... Was anybody able to get annulled? Because in different states, there's different laws. And the so... The time period was different. And so they... That's good. It is. To have so an annulment over a two, divorce. Yeah. Yeah. That's one it's the bit only of good news. place where that's happened. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so you couldn't find the records. And so they both went to jail? Yeah. They both went to jail one night. And then they were released. And then they have protective orders against each other where they couldn't be within, I think, 500 yards of each other. Hmm. That's where it kind of... That's where it kind of ends. And here's the thing. I got stuck in the story when I gave the clues last week, so I apologize. <laughs> There's not more information. 
But that's really, I mean, that's all that's available. Their whole story, though, is just like leading up to this, really. Like you knew that these two were so um, oil and vinegar (laughs) that this was just going to eventually, something was going to happen. Yeah. I was going to say a salad was going to get tossed, but no, 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 Rebecca. <laughs> Sorry, no, I've been watching too Karen much need Potomac. To learn what that means. I, I <laughs> know what that means. Me and Karen both know. Um, thankfully, <laughs> we didn't have to have that happen. But that's that is what I was thinking this whole episode. I'm just like, oh, God, this is escalating because it always escalates. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And frankly, I'm surprised nothing like this has happened before. I mean, I think what this reveals is also like you it's very unpredictable what can happen to someone when cameras go on them. And they're, you can sign up for something and think you know what that means. And I'm not diminishing Brandon's actions. He sounds like a pretty terrible person. But it could like heighten some awkwardness or weird oh, behavior. Yeah. And if you don't see that coming, that could really be a disaster. So I'm surprised there's not more like, you know, fights. Oh, I'm or have honestly <laughs> surprised at this point. We haven't had a like a murder and I'm not joking. No, I like, know. These people, yeah. it's such a heightened situation exactly. and, and emotions are so big and cameras are in your face and all that. So I'm kind of surprised. Um, there has been another arrest and I wanted to tie it into there, but it was it was a little too difficult to do. But it had nothing to do with it was something before they got married that Oh, okay. There was a um yeah, there was an arrest going to the honeymoon where somebody got arrested um getting ready to get on the plane. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. But Rebecca, I want you to know that, you know, True love can exist. Mm-hmm. I've seen it when my bottle of 138 water looks at me. Um, so if you're looking for true love yourself, mm-hmm. though, guys, it's out there, possibly in San Diego, where the latest version of Married at First Sight is now scouting. So good luck. Take heart, people. It's possible. Yeah, I, it's really, really interesting to me. I have mixed feelings. I feel like I'm glad you brought up arranged marriages because I feel like that's, you know, something that still happens. I mean, Jennifer on yeah. Jersey had an arranged mm-hmm. marriage. Her her family's um, Persian or Turkish? Turkish, I think. Turkish. Um, mm-hmm. So I know that that's still a thing. This just feels like such a, like a cheapening of this kind of, I don't know. I don't want to come does. out as like an advocate for arranged marriage because I just don't know enough about it. But it is like a very rich right. historical, cultural thing that exists and works in a lot of parts of the world. Although I think there's probably a lot of people that would say it doesn't work because right. both parties well, look at Jennifer's mom. <laughs> exactly. Mom, exactly. Right? right. That's like the older generation, just like one generation before Jennifer. It's like it works when it works. And when it doesn't, you do kind of you you don't feel like you have options. So I, right. I guess I'm just like, so how, it's such a weird concept to show because it's obviously people who value marriage and like at least ostensibly are saying they would want this and that they are really into this for the long-term commitment and they want to find their person. But they're also, it's a reality show. And I always just have to question anyone's motives when they're like looking to do whatever it is in front of the world. So it's really interesting to me. It is. I will say for Brandon's defense, he did mention that, um, that at one point Taylor had been, I don't know if this is true, was going to be on Temptation Island, but like her travel dates wouldn't work or something. So, you know, whether that's true or not, or he just wanted to kind of like jab her or something that she wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. But um, well, it does yeah, track you know, with what we find to be true of people on these shows, which is that it's not usually mm-hmm. just one show. It's usually a lot of shows. I know. 
Yeah, so um, justice for Jamie and Doug um, after Rebecca really <laughs> <laughs> dragged their marriage. I had really no idea. Was not did not think that was going to work. That's love. If you only watched that aisle moment, would you think oh, that yeah. they were still standing? No. And listen, I went to um, a church where uh, during these like two or three years, everyone was like, I was told I was going to marry this person. And so I knew this one girl and she was like, I knew I was going to marry this guy, but I wasn't attracted to him and blah, blah, blah. And she would say this story in front of this guy. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad it worked out for you, but maybe don't say that about him to his face in front of people. I know. It is interesting, like the idea of attraction and like how it can evolve and change mm-hmm. and also like what sustains a marriage for a long time is right. not necessarily attraction, but don't say it. Like it just, nobody wants to hear that about like keep nobody wants, yeah, keep that one inside. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to hear that from the person that you're with. Like, well, it's just yeah. not there for me, but you know, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to like soldier about- up and like. She would say, I would pray every day to God that I would be attracted to him. And I was like, I don't think it's supposed to be that hard. I yeah, just don't. I don't either. Can you imagine? And I think that God can't make you love that person. Oof. Oof. <laughs> God can't make you a seven. And you're in trouble. The, the, here's the thing is like, there's someone for everyone. Like, just because you're not attracted to them doesn't mean like someone else wouldn't. Like, maybe you're like hindering them from finding someone who's super attracted to them. Like, right. it gets a little weird to me when people like put marriage above like, or they hold it so like tightly, the whole idea and concept that it like supersedes all these like normal human things. I don't know. This is complicated yeah. and getting very deep. Where's Dr. Pepper? We need a professional. <laughs> I need the drink. You can have the lady. Yeah, I've got my Diet Coke, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's it, Rebecca. Wow. That well, is it. I enjoyed I went way it. Too far into that. And I'm probably going to watch a little more, but I think Love It for a Sight might be better for me, which I've already seen. I just. The stakes are a little lower when they don't have to like yeah. commit to getting like married at the. I, that just kind of blows exactly. my mind. It's a lot. It's horrific. I agree with you. One more thing about Married at First Sight is I'm shocked it didn't originate in America. I shouldn't be because I've learned that too doing the show that like a lot of these shows like we borrow or buy from other places, right. but it just feels so American to me. It just doesn't feel like something they would do in like perfect Scandinavia. Sorry, did I say perfect? No. Yeah, you definitely did. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. But I really did think it was based off of who wants to marry a millionaire. Like that kind of made sense. That does make more sense. Right. Like just show your motives. Like this is like, oh, you just really value marriage and want to marry someone? Like surely that can't be true. That's not true. Oh my gosh. Rebecca, what are you watching? Oh, wait, wait, before we even say that. I heard you watch Love is Blind, or I'm sorry, Love on the Spectrum last time. Did you think mm-hmm. I wasn't going to mention this, Melissa? I, I needed to make sure need it was to up. give all credit where credit is due. In fact, at the beginning of this episode, you said something about you can find love and something on the spectrum. And I'm like, wait, we have to talk about that. Oh. You've given me a gift. And I now am sharing that gift with others. It's like my favorite thing to tell people to watch. And they're like, oh, okay, maybe I will. And I'm like, no, no, that's what I said too. It's like becoming, I'm becoming a zealot for love on the spectrum. Yeah. It's, it's such a beautiful show. I posted pictures of me bawling on our Instagram stories Aww. after <laughs> finishing the season, the second season. I mean, these are couples I'm invested in. Like Married at First Sight sounds interesting, but this is like humanity at its finest. I And I say that purely and sincerely it's right the best show and their families I love all their families like just incredible people 
Yeah, it's incredible. And it's, yeah, it is one whenever somebody says they'll watch it, you're like, you don't, you don't understand what I'm saying to you. You don't understand the gift I'm giving you. You have to see that. That's, it, it really is true. It's, um, it's like the best thing I've watched in so long. It's so, yeah. so, I'm so good. Glad. Thank you. Everybody watch Love on the Spectrum. You won't regret it. Double seal of approval. Yeah. You just won't. Yeah. You'll be better for it. Um, yeah. So Rebecca, but what garbage are you watching now? It's not garbage. I've got a good one. Okay. Three clues. First one is that it's not garbage. That was a giveaway, throwaway. Okay. Uh, Netflix, Pacific Northwest, Single Mom. Oh, Maids? Is that what yes. it's called? Yes. Okay, good. Cool. It's just called Maid, singular. Okay. But yes. You're so good. You've seen it then on your Netflix queue. I have had somebody tell me to watch it. I just haven't made it there yet. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's a very dark comedy, I guess okay. you would call it. It's about a young woman, uh, like maybe 24, 25. She becomes a maid because she leaves uh, a pretty abusive, not healthy, toxic relationship with her, the guy that she's been with since she was really young. They have a child together and just one night she decides, um, can't do this anymore. And so it's really her about her trying to survive in like complete poverty as a single mom. And it really shows the system and like how all these programs work and don't work right. and how shelters are to cre like create a safe place for women, but there's so many hoops you have to jump through. However, it's not like a public service announcement. It's not a documentary. It's a very right. entertaining show and the actress is wonderful and all the actors in it are wonderful, but she becomes a maid, has all these complicated relationships with um, the people she cleans houses for, and she's a writer. So she's this creative writer mm -hmm. who like never got to pursue that, but she writes about her experience in everyone's homes. And she's like this amazing mom and she's this adorable kid. And it's just, I'm just loving this show so much. Oh, nice. Okay. I've heard people have enjoyed it, but I heard it before Squid games was on or whatever that's called are you watching squeaking i'm not watching it um, not either my whole family is really i heard that it was a little graphic and i just i don't i can't always do graphic it gets to be a little much for me i have a threshold with graphic and i also like it's it's like um what's it's like fantasy slash supernatural not supernatural yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like it's not my genre. I can't suspend my disbelief enough to like, I just don't get it. Maybe I, I know love it. I'll never know. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. I believe Faye Resnick is uh, really <laughs> friends with Kyle. So I can, you know, just suspend, suspend my disbelief a little. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I guess I do that a little bit on the housewives. Um, sure. What are you watching? Okay. So I'm very excited about mine. I am watching, it's on Three Clues, HBO, Siblings, Will Ferrell. He's not on it. He's a producer. Okay. And season three premieres tonight. Okay. So there's and been two fourth seasons. Clue. Oh. I'm wearing a shirt for is it. Is it? No. Wait. Yeah. Don't. I think you were starting. Succession? Yes, it no. is. It is? Okay. Yes. Okay. People at home are like, oh, good grief. It took her too long. You got um, it. You got it. I've heard this is, this is one I need to watch. Rebecca, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen. It is sexy. That's mm -hmm. not the first thing I want to sell it, but it's sexy, but it's got siblings, but... Love a sexy show. That's, yeah. I knew I could get you in that one. Elite, um, anyone? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's elite, but siblings, but they're not doing anything, but like, I'm not attracted to any of the siblings. Well, I'm attracted to Greg, but he's a cousin, <laughs> but I don't know. There's just something about it that is just mesmerizing. The theme song is just the best, and my shirt's from like the intro to the theme song, um, and once I'm you in. hear it, you can never not hear it. It just, 
I watched like a behind the scenes of how they made the song. Like that's how wow. good the music is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's great. So season three premieres tonight. There's been all kinds of stuff that have happened. It's this family. The dad owns like this media empire. Four it's kids. Right up my alley. It. It's so good. And you know what? I didn't watch it till last year. So I was behind on it. I didn't see the first season, you know, whenever it came out. And normally I'm pretty good with those things. Yeah. And so I'm super obsessed. So I've been re-watching to start watching again tonight. So. This is a good point. Like three, like third season starting now. That's like a cool time to get into a show because there's like a lot for you to binge and watch if you love it. Oh, there's yeah. like two seasons and then you can get right into the third. So I'm probably going to make that my next show. I actually, something just came out a new season that I was also going to say, but I'm going to save it for our next recording. That I I'm bet like I know super what it excited is. About. Yeah, I bet you I'll do. I thought we both were going to, yeah. All right. I'm not Maybe watching we'll, that show if it's it. Okay, we'll talk offline. Well, speaking of other shows, uh, I'm going to tell you one on our next episode. Do you want clues Yay. for that? Please, ma'am. Okay. I thought about these and I came up with Vegas. Wait, has that been a clue before? I feel like I I've definitely put like a casino in one of our posts. Yeah, I don't Vegas? remember it. No? Okay. Las Vegas, gold, guns. I have no idea. Yay. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got to think about this. I'm not going to okay. Google it because I don't think that that'll just get me on a list somewhere. Vegas Golden Guns will turn up a lot. I yeah, can't yeah. verify all of it. Um, but it also might lead you to this. So I don't know. Google if you want. Uh, I'm excited about it. Yay. Okay. I'm excited too. I always yeah. like whenever I don't know them because then I'm like yeah. way thrown off. That'll be fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Woohoo. Well, that was really good. Um, lots of marriage and relationship talk, so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, That's... you have something coming up this next week. Yes. Thank Big you deal. for reminding me. Um, I have a live show in New York City. So if you live in New York or the tri-state area, please join me on Tuesday, October 26th. But I'm really mentioning it because we also have live stream tickets. So anyone listening from anywhere can also come. It's a true crime variety show. And Melissa, I've never done one of these before. I'm very excited, a little nervous. Um, so I'm going to be doing true crime trivia. And then there's a lot of other segments and components. Oh, and I didn't know it was Oh, I thought it was mm-hmm. the trip. Oh, no. There's a musical parody. There's an interview with a special guest. There's prizes. There's new games. I'll just tell you one. Wheel of Misfortune. Like, it's going to be so much fun. I'm so it's, excited. I already have yeah. my tickets for the online version. Oh, I'm very excited. You're the best. So, yeah, just go to RebeccaSebastian.com uh, slash live events. I'll put the link in the show notes. But I would love to have people join me um, from their homes. I think it'll be fun that yeah. there's that going on simultaneously. But if you are in New York, it's at Caveat on the Lower East Side. Very cool. Is it when you watch, is it like a comment section sort of thing that go I along with the live no watch? I have no um, I think it's feeding through my YouTube. So probably I think there oh, should okay. be a chat. We've like set it up on the back end and I feel like that's how we're doing it. But I have a tech rehearsal this week. I, okay. I don't if know. there is, then I'll be in there commenting, of course. Moderate. Moderate, yeah. please. Oh, well, <laughs> Keep... I don't know about that. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but yeah, it should be really fun. So thanks. Yay, I'm excited. Yeah, Yay. yeah. It'll be good. Um, what else? I think that's it. I think we've done enough damage here. Yeah. We always do. Um, <laughs> follow us on social media at Criminality Show, including YouTube, where you can watch these episodes. Yep. And we will be back in two weeks with Rebecca's episode. Cannot wait. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye.